0: With a shout and a voice of triumph to fill this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we've come to magnify you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Bye, bye, bye. Come on, let's just take a few moments and magnify him. It feels good in the house of the Lord. There's faith reaching in this place. Oh, we magnify you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me just go ahead and tell you, whatever you've come with need of, you're in the right place on a Sunday night. You're in a place where faith is reaching, and we've come expecting God to do anything and everything he wants to do. If You need the Holy Ghost. It's a prime opportunity for you to receive the Holy Ghost. You need strength. It's a prime day for you to be strengthened by the hand of the Lord. Oh, why don't we clap our hands one more time and magnify him together. Thank you so much for being in the house of the Lord this evening. You can be seated momentarily. Our ushers are making their way. We're going to worship the Lord through giving. And while they are coming, let me make just a couple of quick announcements just for you to be mindful of. Don't forget Tuesday night from 3 to 8, family prayer. The sanctuary will be open Wednesday at 7. Why don't you invite somebody to join you for midweek service? It's going to be a wonderful time in the Holy Ghost. Also, the youth department, if you have a student that is part of the student ministries department, Uh, We will be leaving at 6 o'clock on Friday night for winter breakthrough in Olive Branch. Uh, Our general youth president, Brother Michael Thomas, is going to be preaching that service. It's going to be a wonderful time. Uh, So if you would help us, if your student could be here by 6 o'clock, that'll help us get there on time. And we're going to go and have a wonderful time there as well. Also, don't forget our marriage banquet, February the 11th with the Dillons. It's going to be a wonderful night. If you do need to register for that, let me direct you to apostoliclifeupci.com and you can register there on our website. Uh, That way we can go ahead and get that count and get, they can get everything settled for food and it's going to be a great banquet that you want to be a part of. And our teenagers on February the 12th will be having a coffee meet and greet that morning. If you need any more information regarding that, please see Sister Treat, and she will be glad to let you know anything you need for that meet and greet. Why don't we lift our hands and our voices right now? Let's ask the Lord to continue to move in this place. Lord, we love you. We're so thankful for your spirit that is at work already in this house. We're thankful for faith and joy and strength that we feel flooding this sanctuary already. Lord, we pray tonight that there would be waters of refreshing that would flow over weary minds and troubled spirits, that there would be waters of refreshing, God, that would give drink and nourishment to those, God, that are in need in this house tonight. Let the power of the Holy Ghost meet them right where they are. Let your hand reach down and uphold them with the right hand of your righteousness. Let your glory fill this house. Let your spirit sweep over this sanctuary. Do whatever you desire to do. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let's worship him together.
1: The God I serve knows only how to triumph
2: love the lord right now what a mighty move of his spirit his presence has swept across this congregation touching hearts ministering to needs people crying out unto the lord thank you sweet jesus for your mighty touch god we never want to take this for granted god that we can never measure all that's been done thus far Only heaven can reveal. Oh, we thank you and we praise you and honor you, God. Amen. If you'll find your way back to your seats, we're going to move forward with the preaching of God's word. Amen. God's not done. And we can gather around the altars again here in a few minutes. Hallelujah. Amen. We appreciate I don't have to say this because I know you recognize it, but it only takes one or two people to step out and then others will follow. Not that they're following, you know, just because you did, they will. It kind of opens that door. It's kind of a key to a service or what God's wanting to do. So always feel the liberty at any point of a service because God is precedent in this service. Amen. Over the singing, over the preaching, whatever God wants to do, that's what we want to follow. Amen. And so I appreciate you for doing that. And that's been happening a good bit lately, and I love it. Amen. Because God, God's moving in our church, in our city. Amen. It is an honor to have Brother and Sister Givens. If you'll just remain standing, those of us that can stand. Appreciate them. Uh, Brother Gibbons is, as you know, and I don't have to say a whole lot, he's a dear, dear friend. And uh, he and I talk every week. And that's the only hope Sister Gibbons has of getting keeping him straight. You know, we talk about church, talk about the kingdom of God, and hungry for what God has. And then there's time, there's struggles encouragement to each other. But we all need this. Amen. We need other voices in our lives To help us stay encouraged Keep a balance in our life Amen But they've been there with me through some difficult times And even a part of Some reconstruction that went on In my life last year Uh, They're still a part of that And uh, I appreciate what God's done Appreciate the wisdom Amen I could go on and on but I love this couple And I know you do too Amen, let's welcome Brother Gibbons tonight Let's get behind him and see what God's got in store
3: Amen, it is so good to be with you tonight Amen, enjoyed today Amen, and just so thankful Amen, for the goodness of God that moves and ministers in our life Amen, I am honored Amen, and very humbled to be here with you uh, I know many of the evangelists Brother Robbins brings through Amen And you have some of the very best uh, In Pentecost that comes through here Amen And so I'm honored Amen That he would ask me to come Amen And um, enjoy the fellowship Amen uh, That we get to spend time together Amen And I love to come be a part of service amen, to, uh, to just feel what he talks about, amen, uh, there, there's nothing like experiencing it for yourself, amen, and I'm very thankful for that, amen, I'm thankful for this church, amen, through the years of relationship, amen, of seeing uh, God do things in your life and hearing about that and then seeing new faces, amen, every time we come, amen that that's just exciting amen and uh so I'm not done yet amen i i I told brother Bradley if he'd run the aisles, I wouldn't preach, so he he wants to hear me preach evidently i I don't know amen but uh um but I am honored to be here with you and uh, we do love. robbins and his family and i just i'm very thankful for his friendship you got to have the voices of people in your life you got to have your pastor amen i'm very thankful for my pastor brother glenn hilton amen my bishop uh, brother hoyt and then uh, those voices they they just kind of they pull me up they they pull me uh keep me uh in in that place that i need to be but then there's there's four men in my life. Brother Robbins is one of those men. And uh, they, they pull me along in the direction that I want my life to go. Um, they, they keep me in, in a place that they, they, that I strive to be where they're going to. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful for that. you got to have that. Make, choose your friends very wisely. Choose those voices of influence very wisely in your life. Amen. They do matter. Amen. They do matter. Because uh, that old saying, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. It is true. It's very true. Amen. So, Brother Robbins, thank you for being my friend. Amen. Amen. I want to direct your attention tonight to the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter. I told Brother Robbins I said you know he, he kind of he tells me we don't have enough church so We we do a Sunday morning Sunday school at 10 and then an 11 o'clock worship service and uh, I don't I very rarely teach Sunday school and so I I, I preach at 11 o'clock and then I'm done for. and uh, he'll call me up and I'm in the recliner I said have fun and uh, I told him, I said, I'm kind of like a one-trick pony, you know. I, I'm i not used to this two in a day, so amen. And so bear with me tonight, amen. And uh, Exodus 12 and verse 3, reading through verse 6. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, They shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Amen. Let's pray together tonight and ask the Lord just to minister to us. Lord, I'm so very thankful for you i do appreciate you lord i'm thankful for your word i'm thankful that we can call upon you dear god that we could reach to you i pray tonight dear god that you would move once again in this assembly dear god we've already felt your experience dear god but we pray that your spirit would move again to minister to us to draw us to that place God to let your word impact our life dear God that we would go from not just being the hearers of your word but the doers of your word I pray dear God for an anointing dear God to help me to relate to your people that are the apple of your eye the word that you've laid upon my heart tonight dear God to minister to your people God to help us to be ready for your coming help us dear God to draw nigh unto you I praise you, dear God. I magnify you, and I glorify you, and I'm thankful for you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. God bless you tonight. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. When you read in the book of Exodus, there was very uh, specific requirements concerning the Lamb. Uh, the Lord put those requirements, he had to be of one one year old and without a blemish, meaning that he had to be valuable, that he could not be uh, deformed, he couldn't have been born lame. He couldn't have been born with any uh, defect in him that you could see or or even tell about. Amen. It's not something that you would say, well, you know, I'm going to give this one because he's not worth a whole lot anyway. Uh, he He's not really, I, I, I he's not going to be worth putting in the breeding program. So we'll just offer that. And no, God didn't want that. God uh, required that they would give their best, amen. They would give something that would cost them something, amen. A relationship that does not cost you something is not much of a relationship, amen. A relationship that has no requirements is not really a relationship, amen. But there's requirement in that, amen. I know a little bit. Of, of something of animals, I've I've grown up, Amen. Around animals, I've had horses most of my life, and of course the obligatory dogs and all of that, Amen. And my grandparents, they owned a farm while I was growing up, and I remember them very. Uh, uh, they they would name, very well they named the horses. I can remember Dolly, and I can remember Silver, and uh, Dolly was the old plow horse that they had, and I've watched my. my my uh, grand Grandfather plowed that horse many a time, and the G in the hall and all of that. Amen. I, I remembered that well, but uh, they, they they didn't have dogs, but uh, they they did have the chickens, and they had the pigs, and they had the cows, and uh, and some old barn cats and all of that. Amen. But the only thing I ever remember them naming was the horses. Amen. I remember the horses. As well, Amen. And, and I remember they they had some cows and they had an old crazy bull, and uh, that thing was mean. And uh, he 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 fit the stereotypical bull amen oh an old old heifer bull and they they i remember as kids we would we named him charlie for some reason i don't know and 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 they tell us now y'all don't get too comfortable calling charlie y'all don't get too comfortable amen you you didn't give names to them amen because you don't name what you plan to kill You need a certain distance, an impersonable relationship, if you would. Amen. You don't get close to what's going to become Sunday lunch because it's hard to kill what you love. Amen. that's why one of the requirements that's found for the lamb in Exodus 12 and 5, when he said, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep, Or from the goats, in verse 6, you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. And then the whole assembly of the
4: congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. You shall take it out, and you shall keep it. Where do you keep it? If you're taking it out from the herds, if you're taking it out from the flocks. Where do you keep it? Most likely, they would bring it into their home. And do you know what happens when you bring an animal into your home? Family falls in love with the lamb, the children begin to pet and pamper the lamb. I've seen big, strong, tough men that I don't
3: care nothing about an no old stupid dog. I don't care nothing about that. and They come home with a little bundle of fur and it's not long that thing's sitting in the recliner with it. It's not long that it has the rule of the house.
4: And it's not long... You better not mess with that little puppy. You come closer to messing with the kids than what you do the dog. I'm guilty.
3: Man, I don't have I've got neighbor's dogs that just somehow they love the house and uh, they stay around our house. One of them we've had for, I reckon, about 10, 12 years now. We don't feed him. He goes home to eat. I reckon they put food out for him, and he comes back. He sleeps at our house. The, the neighbor will call me. Hey, I got I to gotta take the dog to the vet. I'm going to come get him, and and, and and he'll come get him, and, and then he'll call and say, well, the vet wanted me to give him a round of antibiotics, so uh, if it's all right, I'm going to come down and give him the antibiotics. He comes to my house, and he, he
4: calls me. Man, it's your dog. When the family begins to fall in love with the pet, with
3: the lamb, they become very familiar and they fall in love with the lamb because a relationship starts being birthed. The Lord gave Moses some instruction from his word and how the children of Israel were to teach it. And they taught it not by talking about it, but they taught it by living it. Deuteronomy 6 and 6, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart very familiar to you. Amen. He said, and thou shalt teach them diligently up unto thy children. Thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down and when thou risest up, When thou and thou shalt bind them as a sign upon thine hand and thou shalt be as frontlets between thine eyes and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and upon And on thy gates. Amen. You look at that. He said you've got to live what you talk about, amen, it's not enough just to talk about it, amen, but you gotta live it when you're sitting in the house, amen, when you're lying down, amen, the children's gotta hear you and mama talking about it, amen, when you're walking, when you're going about your day, amen, when you get up, amen, you've got to talk and you gotta live these things, amen, everybody ought to know when they walk by your house what you believe, amen, And he said, this is the way you do it. Amen. I understand that there's a lot of people that blame the church for what they didn't receive at home. Amen. I want to make a statement to you. Amen. Thank God for Sunday school. Amen. Thank God for you Sunday school teachers. Amen. That invest. Amen. Hours getting ready. Thank you. Amen. To youth pastors and youth leaders. Amen. And youth workers. Amen. Thank you. Amen. For investing. Amen. In the lives. Amen. You may not think you're making a difference. Amen. But I'm a product. Amen. Of someone that invested in my life. Amen. They probably didn't think they were doing very much. Amen. My life probably didn't give them a whole lot of hope. It took a whole lot of years for it to come to fruition. Amen. But they made an impact in my life. Amen. But I want to tell you something, mama and daddy. Amen. Don't you blame the Sunday school teacher, amen, for what you're not doing at home. Amen. It's got to be in the home. They don't have them but an hour a week. You got them, amen, every day of their life. Amen. It's got to be in the home. The church is not the front line defense against hell, that's the home. Amen. It's got to be in your home.
4: You gotta live the word children you better live it cause your kids are going to tell on you they're They're going to tell what you do, you may not know it, but they're going to tell I've had folks that thought I was so spiritual. The Lord's been talking to me, and it wasn't the Lord. It was their kid. Just just have a conversation with the kids. You'll find out what's going on in the home. Lord told them, he said, every man's got to have a lamb. Every man, a lamb. Lamb that comes into the house, it changes everything. Because
3: they began to love that lamb. The kids began to pet on it.
4: How, how do you stop it? You, you can't stop them. Amen, because the lamb's there. They began to pet, they began to feed. Nothing illustrates the story of a love of a
3: lamb better than 2 Samuel 12 and 1. The Lord sent a man, his prophet, by the name of Nathan. He sent him unto David.
4: David was after his indiscretion with Bathsheba.
3: Nathan come to David and he told him, he said, David, I got a little story I want to tell you. He said, David, there were two men in one city. One was rich and the other was poor. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing, save one little ewe lamb, which he had brought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of his own meat and drank of his own cup
4: and Lay in his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. He said he loved it like he would love his own children.
3: But alas, David, one day there was a traveler that came and visited the rich man, and the rich man looked out over his flocks and his herds. He said, I'm not going to take one of them. I'm not going to kill one of them to prepare a meal for this man, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to take that poor man's lamb.
4: He slaughtered it, healed it, dressed it for the man that was come to him. In the midst
3: of this story, it's a very personable story, and and, and the prophet, the man of God, is telling this, and uh, there, there, there's got, he's standing before the king, and uh, you know David's been acting different. David's not been the same, and uh, and there's a little bit of trepidation probably that's there, and because the king could order a lot of things, and and David, in the midst of all of this, his face begins to harden, and there begins to be an anger uh, just all about him. And finally, when when Nathan got to that point. David's anger was greatly kindled against the man and he said to Nathan as the Lord liveth that man that hath done this thing shall
4: surely die. He's going to die. He shall restore that lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Nathan looked at David as only a man of God can look. As that prophet of the Lord, and he looked at David, and he said, David, thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God
3: of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel. I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul, and I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah, and had and if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things.
4: I would have given you anything you wanted, David, but you went. And you took the prized possession of a poor man. A rich man that had many flocks and herds, but a poor man that had one little ewe lamb. And David, you took no pity. You refused to kill
3: one of your flocks. But you took that poor man's lamb and you slaughtered it for something that was temporary. A meal that would satisfy for a few hours at best. And then it would be nothing but a memory. You see the things that we battle. Amen. In this life. Amen. For the Robins we battle. The temporary things. The things that will satisfy for just mere moments upon the lips. The mere moments, amen, of life. Amen. And we trade those things for an eternity. Amen. We got to be careful of temporary feelings. Amen. We got to be careful of those things. Amen. You see, I wonder how that rich man got that poor man's lamb. I wonder, was there a moment that the poor man neglected that lamb that maybe he put him outside for just a bit? Maybe it was just to take some time for himself. Maybe, Amen. The lamb got too much of a responsibility, Amen. And he said, "You know, just for a few temporary moments, I'm going to set the lamb out for a few moments. I'm going to just take a little time to myself. Nobody'll know. The lamb won't be any wiser. I'm just going to set him outside for a little bit. I, I'm just going to let her set outside for just a bit, and it'll be okay. You see, my friend, you." you got to be careful, amen, because keeping the lamb is a 24-hour job, amen. The lamb's going to see what you see. He's got to see what you see. He's got to hear what you hear, and he's got to hear what you say, amen. That lamb needs to see what you read and what you watch, amen. But just maybe for a moment, he put the lamb outside. John 10 and 10 tells us the thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and
4: to destroy. That's the agenda of the thief. That's all the agenda that the thief has is just
3: to steal, to kill, and destroy. Jesus' words in Matthew 24 and verse 43, he said, But know this that if the good man of the house had known and what watched the thief would have come. He would have watched and would out. Not have suffered his house to be broken up if he would have only known in what watch that thief would have come if he would have only known the hour that that thief was going to come amen I'm, I'm preaching to somebody tonight amen it's so easy to get complacent amen it's so easy to get overburdened with taking care of the lamb amen it's so easy to let those temporal feelings come into our life that I just need to take a few moments by myself I need to take a few moments and gratify myself I need to take this moment amen and we think we can Just put the lamb on the outside. Amen. We think it'll be all right. Amen. But my friend, if he would have known that the thief was coming, he would have watched the lamb. Amen. He would have kept the lamb. Amen. He would have watched over it. Amen. I don't know what happened. Amen. Maybe that poor man got up and he went outside. Amen. And I'm going to go get the lamb. I'm going to call him back. And he steps to the door and he begins to call. And the lamb didn't come. The lamb wasn't there like he'd always been there. Amen. I wonder, did he take the time and how long he looked for the lamb? How long before he realized that the lamb was gone? Amen. That he wasn't coming back. Amen. Why do you got to watch the lamb? Why is it so important? Hebrews 10 and 4 said, It's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. The blood of bulls and goats t- can't do it it takes a lamb amen you gotta have a lamb amen you gotta have your sacrifice John said it in 1 and 29, amen, when John saw Jesus coming, he said, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Amen, I'm not talking to you tonight about a little woolen lamb. Amen, I'm talking about the Son of God. Amen, I'm talking about the lamb that slain from the foundation of the world.
4: And, men, and I'm talking to you. Every man a lamb. We can't put it on our women. We can't let mama be the head of the house. We can't let mama make the decision about church. Every man. in every home still needs a lamb you can spend a lot of time teaching a lot of things about this world but man you
3: better teach your family to love a lamb you better teach them to love the lamb I know it's going to hurt. Amen. Because you don't have that lamb very long and that lamb's going to be slain. Amen. But my friend, you got to have that lamb. Amen. Because that's the lamb that's going to take away your sin. Amen. The blood of that lamb. Amen. We got to teach how to love a lamb. We got to teach how to fall in love with a lamb. Amen. You better let your children hear you pray. Amen. You better let, Your children hear you pray with passion and burden. Amen. You better let your children hear you travail for them.
4: You got to have passion for the lamb. I need a lamb. I need my lamb. And you got to help your lamb. Without our lamb, we can't make it. For the want of a lamb. For the want of a lamb. The title tonight is derived from a old proverb that dates back to the 1300s. It's titled, For the Want of a Nail. Tells the story of a battle, a very brief battle. And in that battle, a horse
3: loses its shoe because the blacksmith hadn't used enough
4: nails Most would think that it's just a small detail. But the missing nail caused the kingdom to be lost.
3: It goes like this For the want of a nail, the shoe was lost. For the want of a shoe, the horse was lost. For the want of a horse, the rider was lost. For the want of a rider, the
4: battle was lost. And, for the want of a battle, the kingdom was lost in all for the want of a nail. It's highly unlikely that anybody ever thought upon seeing an unshod
3: horse that the kingdom would eventually fall because of a missing nail in the heat of a battle. Very few people are going to notice. The work of a blacksmith hurriedly shoeing a horse. Few's gonna appreciate the value of a properly fitted horseshoe that fits with the nails when the horse is in full of gallop. Nobody's gonna notice. If I cut a little time, if I save a little material, nobody's gonna notice if I'm not praying like I used to pray. Nobody will really pay attention if I'm not in the Word like I used to be in the Word. Nobody will really know. Until that horse is in full gallop and the cast catastrophe happens the hindsight where you look back and that nail is missing small detail I know I'm preaching to good folks I really don't know why the Lord laid this on my heart tonight I just feel in the midst of everything and I I believe God's doing something great at apostolic life but I believe God's calling us back to a deeper consecration a deeper move where we get our eyes off the temporal things it's not about a car, a house, a job but it's about a kingdom I look across and Brother Robbins has talked about the revival among your children. That's a beautiful thing to watch these kids just cry out to God. I grew up in a bat, bat slider's home. I grew up not going to church. I was never anything but Pentecostal. That's all I ever knew. But I didn't know a lot, Brother Robbins. My dad was a good man. And I saw him restored to the kingdom fully. Oh, I wish I could go back. I wish he'd have paid attention to small details in life. I wish he would have got his eyes off some things that caused him to let go of a lamb. Brother Miller, I know you get aggravated at senior camp. I know those kids will try your patience. But oh, I wish. I wish I'd have had that week at camp. I wish I'd have had a youth president to put his arms about me and tell me I could make it. Seems like a small thing. Brother Robbins, I was 21, 22 years of age. Before I ever heard my daddy cry out in prayer for me. I'm glad he cried out then. I remember walking in that house late at night. And I could hear him crying out Say my boy save my boy all because I wasn't taught to love a lamb mama you got a responsibility pastor can't do it Sunday school teacher can't do it only you can do it you got to teach them to love the lamb you got to teach them to love the lamb I wonder when the Lord returns how many homes will be lost for the want of a lamb because no one brought the lamb home no one taught them how to love the lamb as you stand with me tonight if you're able my question for you tonight and these altars are open will you bring the lamb home with you will you make sure your home has a lamb or will your family be lost for the want of a lamb God help us to love the lamb God of everything that we try to instill into our homes let the love of the lamb be the one that we get right if I teach them a worth ethic ethic, and I don't teach them a worship ethic God forgive help me to teach the love of a Lamb. These altars are open. If you'd like to make a concentration, consecration to Him. Help me to love the Lamb. Help me. Daddy, you ought to grab your children up. You ought to pray with them. You ought to make it a priority that every day they're going to hear me cry out to the Lamb. That every day they're going to hear me plead the blood of the Lamb. That every church service I can, they're going to see me worshiping the Lamb. I'm going to love the Lamb by example. I'm not going to just talk about the Lamb, I'm going to live for the Lamb. Want to love the Lamb? Talk to him. Talk to him.